on SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Good afternoon. Jared Walsh, Dan Menzel in Studio Lumo. You heard it there. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Men's and then there were two. We are leading up the 2023 Host Plus Sandful League Grand Final. How are you feeling, my friend? Welcome. No, I'm excited, Walshy. I, I, we are finally here. It's been a massive season. As you said, now we are down to the final two, which is Glenelg taking on Sturt. After Sturt had a massive win over the Adelaide Football Club, uh, a little bit of an un- upset as well. So it's good to see the Double Blues get the win and make it through to the grand final. Uh, and uh, again, we had a really nice warm weather day on the weekend. It looks like it'll be something similar this Sunday. So I'm expecting the crowd will be in excess of 30,000 this weekend. Big show today too. We'll speak to both coaches, Marty Matner from the Double Blues, Darren Reeves from the Bays, and also um, one of the big bosses at Sandfall, Matt Doldig, will join us. Can I talk about one of my observations? I always like to look at strange things over the weekend of football just to get your take and what actually happens. And this is what I'm going to ask you, men's. If you are involved in a scuffle and there's only a couple of seconds left before the final siren... Do you then go and shake hands with the person that you're in the scuffle with? Because I watched Jack Madgen from the Crows get involved with a Sturt player with literally five seconds until the final siren blew. And then they turn around and like, yeah, good game, mate. Like, that's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. But is that football? It is football. It's white line fever. As soon as you cross over that line and the siren goes, and then once it finishes, you shake hands. It, I mean, in the country world, it's have a beer afterwards and, and everything's forgotten effectively. So, yes, you do have to. Because if you don't, it's made so much more of if you don't mm. shake hands. Uh, and so that's something you don't you don't want to be that guy that holds something against someone else, which is petty when it's on the ground. So yes, that is a good observation by you. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised that they shook hands five seconds later. I look at everything. I watch the under 16s grand final just to tell you my weekend. I left Adelaide Oval at 11 o'clock on Saturday night after the AFL game, and I arrived at Adelaide Oval on Sunday morning at eight o'clock in the morning. So I literally went home to put my head on the pillow and get up and go and get. I should have slept at Adelaide Oval like under the desk or something. I watched the 16s grand final and that was the Doggies defeating Sturt. I watched the 18s grand final. That was South defeating Sturt. Then I thought this could be a bad day for the double blues here. Yeah. And then Sturt got the job done over Adelaide, making their way into the grand final. So I like it. Let's find out what you like. What I liked was Sturt's defense on the weekend against the Adelaide Football Club, who are the number one offense this season. They The Crows averaged 90 points a game this season, and the Double Blues kept them to just 43 points on the weekend. So what that does is that tells me and that tells other people that they can stop Glenelg this weekend. It is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult to do, but... Glenelg, number two in offense. Adelaide, number one in offense. If they can keep the Crows to 43 points, then they realistically can keep Glenelg to a low score this weekend as well, which gives them every chance of winning the grand final. This is what I thought over the weekend at that prelim final, watching Adelaide, especially their first half. I thought, geez, they're not playing well. But then it clicked. Sturt aren't allowing them to play well. So that was brilliantly executed by Marty Matter. Didn't you like men's? Yeah, what I didn't or don't like uh, more so is supporters and, and certain people in the media that say that the greatest injustice and the worst thing possible for the league is if the Crows or Port Adelaide have success, and that's unfair. 
Now, since the Crows have joined the comp and Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide's the only team that's made the grand final. They lost in the grand final. In the last six seasons, both teams have missed finals three times. They finished in the bottom three, three times, and then they've made the finals a few times as well. So I wouldn't put that down as successful. I would say that these two teams have been very far from successful, and it is important and it's great that they're in the comp. Um, again, the the chat over the last few weeks, oh, if we see the Crows and Poor making a grand final, if they're in the grand final together, it be the worst thing in the history of the Sample. I just I don't agree with that at all. And uh, again, it shows on the weekend with 11 or 12 list of players, it is hard for these clubs to actually make a grand final and win one, and we still haven't seen that in six seasons yet. Let's give a shout-out to an Adelaide player who has farewelled the competition in his football career, and that is Matthew Wright. So 300 games at AFL and Sandful level. He's been a brilliant contributor to football in Australia, but um, to spend the time that he has back here in Adelaide since leaving Carlton, I think has been brilliant. And you imagine the, um, the younger players getting around him and learning so much. And you could see on the weekend, he kicked a really crucial goal once again. So a really important player. Unfortunately for him, he didn't get to farewell football the way that he wanted to, but still 300 games is pretty special. It's very special. And what a career he's had, Matt Wright. And again, another one of those players that maybe doesn't stand out in terms of athleticism and other features. It just shows how good a natural footballer he is. And again, it kicked three goals on the weekend. He's not going out and just limping through to the finish line. He's had a really good career and a great finish as well and should be really proud of what he's done for that footy club. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandfall League. The coaches leading up to the 2023 Host Plus Sandfall League Grand Final. Marty Matna, Darren Reeves will speak to him next on SENSA. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel here in studio, Lou. My fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. Gearing up for the 2023 Host Plus Sandful League Grand Final. And Menz, it was on Sunday night. I saw something on social media from the Bays when they said, we've got a double date with the double blues because the Rezies and the senior side are both in grand finals and it could be a fantastic day and night down at the Bay. We say hello to head coach of Glenelg, Darren Reeves. Mate, we spoke to you at the start of the season and here we are leading up to the final game of the year. Congratulations on the season to date. I'm sure you're really excited for your team. Well, she men's how are you boys? Yep, incredibly excited. Um, the club's excited. I think the, the supporter base are excited and just can't wait to get into it now. So, Reva, just on your, you personally, this is two years in a row now you've been in the grand final last year with uh, as a part of North Adelaide and then this year as the head coach at Glenelg. Just the emotions around this week. You had it last year and again this season. Um, oh, it's probably slightly different because of the pressure of being the, the senior coach, mate, to be honest. But I'm probably I'm reasonably relaxed at this point. Like I probably learned out of last year that you, you need to sort of let the week unfold and let it build up and not try and overthink it too much. So I've been trying to instill that sort of um, mindset and attitude into the playing group and I know guys are overthinking it and um, so as much as I can stay calm and relaxed and, and the coaches can do that I think uh, the best preparation for the players mate. So then with that does training just stay as normal then to keep everything pretty calm pretty straight and narrow or do you mix up a few things do you have a crowd there at training how does that sort of look for this week? We, we sort of made the decision going into finals that we would change from Monday, Wednesday, Thursday to Tuesday, Thursday, Friday to match the Sunday um, game time and just to sort of emulate what we did through the year. So because our reserves have been on the same schedule, it's worked out pretty well. Um, so 
we the only sort of difference this week is we trained as a whole group last night at Adelaide Oval, which was great for the playing group just to get out there and have a run around for sort of 45 minutes, being a normal sort of recovery night on a Tuesday night, and um, probably did a little bit more in terms of full ground ball movement stuff. But um, outside of that, Thursday night is our members' night of the club, so we've been getting a few people down to watch training anyway, so that'll probably amp up a little bit this Thursday, but essentially the week's pretty much the same, mate. Yeah, I imagine you'll get plenty down there Thursday night at the Bay. So I wanted to ask you about that. The playing one game in three weeks is a much different preparation to the Double Blues who have played three games in the past three weeks. Training on the weekend, how intense was it? Did you have it very much match-like or was it more so just your feel-good training session? Um, last Thursday night, mate, we had a, a brutal session. We, we did a, a little bit of game stuff, but without the crash and bash, it was more the, the repeat effort running type stuff. And I know towards the end of the session, some of our guys that I sort of believe are incredibly fit and elite runners, they were cooked. So we knew we did, we'd got plenty out of that. And then we'd sort of then doubled that up into probably 60 minutes of game simulation on Saturday morning, um, which was pretty intense and um, it was scrappy at times, but I, I didn't mind it because the guys were cracking in and, and having a, a real dip at it. So uh, um, we've prepared as we, well as we possibly can, we think. Um, Tom Stevens, our full-time um, high-performance manager at the footy club, has been exceptional all year. And um, I'm pretty confident, and he's pretty confident that we've got the guys, Cherry right, ready to go. Darren, you talk about that um, brutal training session. We actually had a, a text coming in this morning on SENSA Breakfast about that. Um, do, do you feel that your experience with North Adelaide last season and the way that ended, you, you did have a couple of weeks break there too. You, you've got a bit more IP and understanding of how to approach those weeks off to set you instead to be ready for Sturt this weekend? Oh, definitely. I think I, I, mean, I sort of had my own sort of thoughts in, in place, but Tom... Stevens, as I mentioned, he um, he's been great with the guys this year, and um, we just yeah, I sort of relied on him a fair bit around the, the types of sessions we needed to do and what we needed to do within those sessions. Um, then we've been able to put that in place. And Thursday night, like we we we, we sort of did exactly what we did the previous leading into the previous game in terms of what training looked like. Um, I just felt like the guys went to another level on the Thursday, and maybe it was a bit of the temperature was a bit warmer and. Um, but we, we got plenty out of Thursday night, which meant that we probably did a little bit less on Saturday than what we intended because of how well they went or what the workload they did on the Thursday night. So, um, yeah, But in the end, mate, you get to a grand final, a bit like last year, and it's on the day. So you can do everything possible in preparation, but you've still got to be able to go and execute on the day. A lot of people don't know the significance of the break too. I, I spoke at the McGarry um, this time last week to Lockie Hosey and to Lee McBean, and they were saying that if you didn't have the break, there potentially would have been a handful of players that wouldn't have been able to play one of those games anyway. So um, the freshen up surely gives you a bit of confidence moving into this weekend after Sturt had another really physically uh, tough encounter with Adelaide on the weekend. Yeah, I mean, there's there's twos and fros for both isn't there and I know for us in particular going into that sec- uh, that first week of finals we would have been probably had half a dozen guys that would have missed out of the last round just a couple of concussions and there was just a couple of sort of niggles that um, that we were able to sort of get on top of so that was important into this um, preparation we didn't have that so guys were able to just go about their normal preparation there was probably some guys on different workloads and um, a bit of management which have been in place all year but 
um, essentially we've been able to sort of get everything we need into the players and um, that's really, really important. The other thing that we would have given you plenty of confidence is the last time that you guys took on Sturt this season. It was back in round nine. You won by 105 points. Now, there's been a lot that's happened since then, but I guess the confidence to take out of that matchup and then how do you match up against the Double Blues, in particular their contested mids, inside mids, which have got them to the grand final? No, I mean, it's a um, great question. Uh, we try not to take too much out of that. I mean, it was sort of 15 weeks ago, so 12 games ago. A lot of water's gone under the bridge since then and um, some slightly different personnel. They obviously get Tom Lewis back in. They did have Paddy Wilson that day. Um, I don't think we had Brett Turner either that day. So, I mean, there's, there's always different personnel that come in and out of teams, but um, we were great that day. We, we played as well as we could have played to that point in the season. We, we felt like then was the, the challenge to rebuild, not rebuild, but to try and build to that level again at this point in the season. And that's been our focus from that point on. Um, clearly, they've got an outstanding midfield. Mate, we actually feel like we've got a pretty strong midfield ourselves and um, there's been a, a real focus on that for us. I mean, Matty Snook's a, a, a great player in this competition. Matty Allen, Brett Turner, Corey Lyons had an outstanding season. Luke Partington, James Bell. We feel like we've got a midfield and, and some real depth for our midfield that can go in and, and give us different looks at different times. And um, no question, James Battersby and Tom Lewis, Joe Dakin, um, these types are outstanding players as well. So it's going to be a huge battle. I think the game's won or lost in that area of the ground, mate. We talk about the double date with the double blues. You must be proud of the way that the reserves players have conducted themselves too. Um, that squad mentality of next player up. And you've you've had to have a few changes throughout the season with players stepping in for the reserves. But a successful resives also means a successful club. Absolutely, mate. I, the, the reserves guys have been outstanding. Right? And uh, we've probably got six or seven guys that deserve to be playing league footy and have played it. Uh, that level for the majority of the year and, and some of those guys have had an experience at league level and um, so the challenge to keep them um, mentally engaged and, and looking to improve every week is always there but they've been exceptional and um, I think just the connection of the whole group through the course of the year, the year and that's driven by the, the leaders and the senior players of the group that's been really important in that part of it and um, again, while there's frustration for some of those guys, they still get an opportunity to play in a, in a grand final on, on the biggest day of the year, which is which is really important. Yeah, which is really incredible. Glenelg take on Sturr in the reserves and the league grand final this Sunday. Reva, thanks for joining us today and throughout this season. What an incredible year it's been for yourself and your footy club and all the best this weekend on Sunday. No, I appreciate that, guys. Great job on your season as well. The, the coverage of the sample is phenomenal from, from SEN, so well done. Thank you very much to Darren Reeves there. He's hoping that they have twice the success over the weekend, men's. I was speaking to Bix about this this morning because we were having that conversation whether the week off is going to be good for Glenelg. Um, it went the other way for North Adelaide last year, which is why I asked that question because Norwood ended up winning that grand final after North had a bit of a rest. What was it like in your journey when you managed to win that premiership with Woodville West Stones? Did you have the, the two weeks off? Yeah, we did have the two weeks off. However, the team that won the year before, the Eagles, didn't have the two weeks off. Mm. So it's almost flipping every single year, which yeah. would mean that if that is the case and Patton continues, then Glenelg would be the team that wins. But yeah, I really appreciated having the two weeks off. I think that a little bit you mentioned the Hosey factor and he said this as well when we spoke with him that 
you just get that freshen up. And they had a strong hit out Thursday night. I really like it. Some players love playing through, and I'd guarantee you the Tom Lewis's of the world who crash in every single week, their body is ready to go, would really like their build-up as well and the way they've built into this grand final. It was really warm on Sunday at Adelaide Oval for the Double Blues boys. It's going to be a little bit different this weekend too, but um, they would have had a lot taken out of them when it comes to the physicality of the game. There are a few little dust-ups too, so um, maybe the, the freshen-up might be good for Glenelg. But as we just heard Darren Reeves say there, they had a brutal session. That word brutal was circulated to us this morning too, so people know how brutal that session was to, to build up for what's going to be an exciting grand final. Yeah, which you need it to be. And the other thing that's beneficial around that is that uh, both Glenelg sides, the reserve and league team, went straight into the grand final. So it's not like they had 20 blokes that had to really try and train hard. They would have had good match them with both sides and it would have been like a, a practice game. Well, we are uh, focusing on the big match on Sunday. The reserves will play early. Prior to that, the Futures game too, where we get to see some of the 17s go on and they are going to be the future of South Australian football. We've spoken to the coach of Glenelg, hoping for double premiership glory on Sunday. What about the coach of the double blues, Marty Matna, has made his way into another grand final and they've been absolutely brilliant, challenged with injury. But once again... They are in on the last game of the Sandful season. And Marty Matter, we say congratulations to you. Here we are again, mate. How are you feeling? No, it's all right. Very good at the moment. So, Marty, on to this weekend. Uh, both teams are in the grand final from the Double Blues and from Glenelg. So we're going to see the Glenelg and Sturt take on each other in the reserves in the league. It must be great for the footy club that it's been such a successful year. Even the underage at the Double Blues, you've had a fantastic year as a club. Yeah, um, last week was, I guess, disappointing from the the winning point of view. But in terms of the programs, um, both clubs, or both teams, to be able to make a grand final was a great experience for our kids and our juniors. Um, and again, yeah, this this year, uh, this week, sorry, with um, both the reserves and league and the women always also and the wheelchair guys this year. It's um, it's pretty exciting times at the club this year. It no doubt is. And we spoke with Darren Reeves just before and we talked about the emotions of this week. You've obviously been here before uh, when you were coaching Sturt a number of years ago and had that success. Uh, explain to us what it's like to be in a sample grand final, what it's like for yourself, but also for the playing group. Um, yeah, I guess we, t- we chatted about that after the game and we chatted about it Monday night. There's, I guess... Whatever we can control, we try and keep that as normal as possible. So trainings, you know, same nights. Um, you know, we try and keep our, our structure and our training exactly like it would any other week. Um, but then there's also some other things that are different. And, um, you yeah, know, there's a presentation Saturday at um, the Rundle Mall. And there's like, we'll probably get, a you know, a few people to training on Friday night for our last session, our captain's on. So I guess with those things, we talked about the players just enjoy it and have fun and make the most of it um, and just... Yeah, really embrace the week and it's um, an exciting week and it's a really enjoyable week as well. But, um, yeah, I guess control what you can control and embrace the rest of the other things. Marty, we would ask you about James Battersby and Tom Lewis, but I feel like we speak about them every week. Um, (laughs) Over the weekend, what I loved and the build-up to the match was if Kieran Strawn plays, this could be a very different result to the way that a lot of people are expecting. In the first couple of centre clearances, um, I was thinking that. But to see the performance of Daniel Faysparks and what he was able to do, he managed to kick a goal, but also really control that... um, the center clearances. I'm sure you're really proud of his journey over the past couple of years too, but to do it and assist the team making a grand final is even more special. 
Yeah, I thought Dan was, was great on the weekend. Um, you know, with Johnny coming back in, that sort of gave them, I guess, some more control around the stoppages and clearances. And I thought Dan did a great job. And, yeah, you're right, he, he drifted forward and took that really good contest to Mark. I think it was late in the last quarter and kicked that goal. And that was really important for us. Um, but, yeah, I guess there was a on the weekend, there was a couple of players, lesser likes. I thought Henry Carey played his probably best game for the year. And I thought um, Ned Walter playing, I don't think, his second or third game. Uh, I thought he was really good in defence as well as a young player. And, um, yeah, I mean, you're right, Tommy Lewis and Bats and those guys are always, we expect that every week from them, but I thought there was some lesser likes on the weekend or some, some younger players that played really well. Uh, watching the games that you have participated in over the finals, uh, what I love about this Sturt team is you just try to get the game in, on, under your terms and no matter how flashy and stylish it looks on the ground, and we know that Glenelg and Adelaide last week certainly play that, and you restricted Adelaide to um, the really low-scoring um, result too, so you'd be looking to do the same against the Bays. Yeah, I mean, their midfield's very good. Their forward line's, you know, the best in the competition. Um, they kick some high scores. So I think it's going to be a real real midfield contested battle. I think whoever sort of controls that will control the game a little bit. But, yeah, their, their forward line, I think if we can restrict their scoring ability, that'll really go a long way to winning the game. It certainly will. They are the number two ranked offense in the league. The Crows the number one, and you kept them to 43 points last week. But, Marty, I wanted to ask you about the move of Conor McFadgen to the forward line. Uh, he made team of the year down back. A lot of people would have looked at that and thought, why is he going forward? But there was an obvious uh, void there, and it's paid off so far. Yeah, I mean, we've probably had some inconsistencies with our forward line throughout the whole year. I mean, Burrows and Hone have been our probably our two avenues to goal. Um, we've probably sort of lacked that third and fourth option. Um, Jimmy Matthews has bobbed up in the finals and been really good, but we're probably missing that, you know, the tall medium, I guess. And uh, Connor was, you know, having a few chats with Connor this year. He was drafted to Brisbane as, a, as an actual forward midfielder. So, um, and only sort of moved back lines uh, his last last sort of 12 to 18 months at uh, Brisbane. So we sort of, you know, we sort of took that this year. We've done it a couple of times late in games and we've lost a total forward or something and he's actually impacted. So um, it's something we've, you know, talked about all year and we probably decided that it was time to pull the trigger on that and getting forward and he's been really good. So we've spoken a little bit about and it's come up a little bit in the media about the different preparations with both sides. Glenelg going into the grand final, having played one game in the last three weeks in comparison to your boys who have played every single week and it'll be four games in four weeks. I guess the benefit of keep of being able to keep playing and, and keep that momentum in comparison to the rest, how do you sort of stand on this one? Oh, as I said yesterday, I think this is going to be a wait and see on Sunday. Um, you know, like, you could look at both sides. I mean, our prep's been games every week. We've sort of match hardened. We've been playing training pretty well. Um, you know, we're pretty warm on the weekend again, so we'll climatise to that. It's going to be pretty warm again this weekend as well. Um, but then you could also say, you know, Glenelg, they're fresh. They've, you know, haven't played, haven't played much footy in the last month, but could also, you know, go against you. I know that, you know, sometimes those things aren't the greatest thing, but we'll have to wait and see on Sunday. Just finally, before we let you go, we mentioned to Darren about the reserves and how proud he was of his team making a reserves grand final. For yourself, Marty, do you have a, a couple of difficult selection choices that you have to consider moving into this weekend? Yeah, there, it will be. I mean, Guy Page was very close last week. He'll he'll train tonight, and if he gets through, then yeah, he'll be selected. Our vice-captain is really important to our group as well. And then that was sort of flow-on effect to, I guess, someone going out of the league side. Um, and then they'll be you know, flowing onto the reserves as well. So 
there might be a couple of disappointed players this week, um, but it's always the you know it happens in grand finals. Everyone sort of gets ready for those, and you want to play in them. Um, it's not a bad thing to have, I guess, at the club. Some really competition for spots um, at the moment, but yeah, it's going to be a tough decision tonight at selection. It's also a really special day on the Sunday, just gone, Marty, because the 16s, the 18s, and then having the uh, reserves in the grand final and the league team as well. Um, what, what's happening at Wigan Oval, and how do we have some of the the Kool Aid that you're drinking to make success go your way? <laughs> Um, I, I think it's probably what the club set up. I think it was about seven or eight years ago. Um, you know, they got some really great people into the programs. David Odie's probably the, the key factor of that of our junior program. Um, he's been a constant in that program since you know I started in '16, and we've had Michael Higgs and now Scott Preble running our under-18s program. And I think that structure um, has been really well. And the way they coach and the way they develop, it's all about you know getting the players prepared to either get drafted or to play senior footy. And I think that philosophy has worked really well with our junior program. It's preparing the players for senior footy. So um, it's worked well. And, yeah, last year the reserves won the premiership as well, so it's really good for them to back it up again this year. Um, you know, the league side this year have done really well. So it's, it's great for the club at the moment to be able to get all teams into finals and grand finals as well. Marty, congratulations on a fantastic season so far. We appreciate you joining us throughout the season on the Sample Show and all the best this weekend. Thanks, man. Thanks, Aaron. Very good speaking to both coaches leading to the 2023 Host Plus Sandful League Grand Final. Next men's, we are going to speak to the man in charge at the Sandful, Matt Dolding. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the Host Plus Sandful League. On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Jared Walsh and Dan Menzel in studio. Lumo here on SENSA and Men's. It's, it's only when we get very, very, very special guests that they come into studio Lumo. They're dressed better than us. They are, <laughs> they are a lot more established than us and more professional than we are because we just dress like athletes. You are an athlete. I'm not one. I just dress like one. <laughs> um, but leading into the Host Plus Sandful League Grand Final on Sunday, it is going to be brilliant. It's going to be a festival of football, as we said. Um, the Futures play first, then the Reserves, then your seniors. And to tell us all about that and the year that's been for the Host Plus Sandful League is the Executive General Manager of Football, Mr. Matt Doldy. Dolds, thanks for joining us. It's been brilliant, mate. I've been at Adelaide over the past couple of weekends and it's my favourite time of year because to have Sandful footy at this beautiful ground but also the, the quality of football has been exceptional too. You must be pretty stoked. Yeah, well, she means thanks for having me in the studio as well and um, yeah, certainly a bit dressed differently to you guys. I'm not an <laughs> athlete anymore so I've got to try and look a little bit different but um, now nah, look, the last three weeks have been unbelievable. Um, been blessed with the weather uh, maybe a little bit too hot on the weekend but um, the footy has matched um, the environment down there at Adelaide Oval. Mm. It's been fantastic. The crowds have been excellent and I reckon the preliminary final on the weekend was as good a game of footy I've seen at Sanford level for a long time. The intensity that Sturt brought um, and then the Crows matched it for long periods of time but um, Sturt eventually obviously getting over the line and setting up um, what's going to be a blockbuster weekend this weekend. Mm. We see um, some players making their way back into the Sandful so we speak about Connor McFadgen and we spoke to Marty Matner about him a little while ago but what I love about this year especially they've got so much high quality talent choosing to come to South Australia to play in the Sandful. Now whether it's for one season or whether you turn into a Liam McDonald 
Bean, who's been at Glenelg for longer than I can remember now, they continually want to play in the best competition in Australia outside the AFL, which I feel has lifted the standard of the competition this year. Would you agree? Yeah, most definitely. Like, it's really important from our perspective that we get the balance of local bred players, which we've got some fantastic ones playing on the weekend, but also we add that cream, sort of 25 to 30% of our competitions made up of interstate players. And, and like you say, we, we back ourselves in. They might be coming over for one year to potentially get redrafted, and that's okay. They want to play in the best competition they can. But we put on um, a really good experience for them. They get to play out in Adelaide Oval if they get to get through to um, September. But the, the media exposure through you guys on TV, most of them, after one year, if they don't get redrafted, they're sitting there thinking, I'm going to stay here for a mm. long period of time, which Liam's a great example of that. Yeah. Now, Walshie, this weekend, the Sample Grand Final is more commonly known as the Matt Doldy Cup, having played for both Glenelg and Sturt throughout his career. Uh, Dolds, which team did you kick more goals for? I know that you'd know which team you played more games for, but... Uh, actually ended up kicking more at Sturt in uh, in less games. So, uh, yeah, really fortunate to spend time at two unbelievable clubs and I've had to tap Rob Kieran on the shoulder this week and let him know that he won't be presenting the uh, the cup after the game. You're going to go both sides. So you can't I'll, lose this week. No, yeah. that was going to be my next question was normally when you're, you're speaking with the CEO or of the AFL or whatever it is, they're probably going to go impartial and go, I just want a good game. You genuinely are impartial. You play for both sides. Yeah, no, certainly going to be sitting on the fence. I would be anyway, even if uh, the Crows had made it through to play Glenelg. But yeah, like I said, fortunate to spend some some good time. They're great people at both both footy clubs. Um, they both deserve some success. Glenelg have been a really good team for a period of time now and, and stirred obviously back in the finals since 2017. So yeah, either way it goes, obviously when you're involved in footy, you've always got a soft spot for someone as much as you try and stay impartial. So that's no, an exciting weekend. There's a lot of people happy that Adelaide didn't make the grand final and that Port Adelaide didn't either. I wanted to talk about the other side of things. What I love about the competition this year is that Central's made the finals for um, the first time in as long as I can remember, but also there's um, an obvious growth in West Adelaide and what they've been able to do. And they've shown that faith back into Adam Hartlett with a new contract. Norwood started the year horrifically, but ended up being quite well in the back end of the season. Um, and Woodville West Torrens are going through a, a, a redevelopment phase, as we've spoken about throughout the year. The evenness of the competition meant that every time you went to a game, you couldn't predict the result. I'm sure that makes you happy because we're going to have a new premier this year. Yeah, yeah. Now, very happy. Look, I think if you're running any sort of competition, the closeness of that competition is the number one element you want to get right. And, and we do that through a range of scenarios, but it's full credit to our footy clubs, to West Adelaide's of the world to, um, again, show their faith in, in Adam. And he's clearly a very good coach and the players are playing for him. But the, the gap between um, top and bottom, Glenelg and West Adelaide in this case, um, has closed as to, to last year. And just a couple of stats on that. We've had the closest year in um, in the last 35 years in terms of average margin and we've had the least amount of six goal plus margins ever. Wow. Um, so that's, that's, look, that's credit to the players, credit to the coaches and how much they continue to invest in uh, their programs. It really is. And so Glenelg take on stir in both the league and reserves as we mentioned throughout the show. So There'll be plenty of Glenelg and Sturt supporters there, but for those who don't support these two teams, tell us a little bit about what is happening this weekend, Sunday at the grand final. What's the reason for maybe a supporter that follows the Dogs or the Eagles or Norwood to get along and watch these two great teams go to battle? Yeah, look, outside of what's going to be a fantastic game for any any 
impartial supporter. There's lots of stuff happening around the ground, more than has ever happened at a Sanford Grand Final before. So right from when you walk across the bridge, catch the public transport in, walk across, there'll be activities for kids as soon as you come into the precincts there in um, Telstra Plaza. Uh, there'll be sort of those um, yellow brick road activities for the kids. So if you've got a young family and you're thinking they can't sit down in the big stadium, there's going to be lots of stuff happening for them. Roaming face painters, um, the, the kids' activation scene out on the Linforston lawns. Um, and then even through the game um, for kids as well, there'll be stuff happening so they don't get bored watching the footy. And then and then afterwards, heading up onto level five, overlooking the city, we've got um, a couple of DJs right up your alley, I'm sure. DJ. Hot, dub ti- <laughs> yes. hot Dub Time Machine and DeSaint. I'll so see you there, that, That's kind of your kind of area, Mens, because you're a lot younger than I am. But I know that Hot Dub Time Machine, that's a big get. That that's is a big a, get. It's a huge get. I'm going to have to check with my 35 week uh, pregnant fiance whether I can get along but uh, hot dub is a very good get so well done first of all uh, Digger on doing that but also I think you're going to get a pretty good turnout yeah I think so look these are two massive sample footy clubs um, it's going to be 28 degrees on Sunday afternoon so there's no real excuse for people not to get along um, so I think look 30,000 30, plus um, would be a, a good target but I think given um, the role that both of these clubs are on, what's going to be happening around the ground, the weather, um, we might be nudging a, a bit higher number than that. You must be pretty pleased with the season to date with the inclusion of Gather Round and a lot of the um, local clubs getting the upgrades thanks to the AFL and the SAN for working together, but also the AFL players when they were here giving back to these clubs with training sessions and things like that. We've locked in Gather Round for the next couple of years, so that can only grow more throughout football in South Australia. And that's not just Sandful, that's grassroots footy too. So that pathway becomes a lot more stable and supported thanks to a really successful year. Yeah, absolutely. Look, gather around, sort of set up the year that we're, we're experiencing at the moment and be able to, I think we did a fantastic job for a one-off event, which we thought it might have been at the time, um, coming off a sort of 10-week runway. But now we've got three years of it, we can set some really strong plans in place to make sure, yeah, not only our sample clubs can maximise by having the AFL come into town for that weekend, but also our country clubs and our community clubs, which is really important to us as well. Mm. So there's a little bit of entertainment happening on Saturday at Rundle Mall as well that people can get along to? Yeah, the um, player presentation's back. It had a bit of a hiatus over um, over COVID and a little bit before that. So that's a, that's a fantastic day. I, I've um, been up there a couple of times and um, experienced it. And to have all of the fans come into town, a lot of colour, vibrancy. Um, we've got some choirs coming down to sing the oh. sing the songs and SEN's going to be broadcasting live from there in the morning as well. So I think that's a fantastic way to um, start the weekend and then roll into Sunday down at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, it would be perfect for that to happen. Now, players and coaches at both Glenelg and Sturt will be nervous this week, but they'll also be very excited. It's a really huge week for them. I want to know the sample. What's the feelings? What's the challenge? What's the most challenging thing for you guys this week? What do you like? Hey, we just got to get this sorted and things will be okay. No, look, it's uh, there's nothing like playing and being involved at club level, obviously, but uh, internally in the office, it's there's a buzz around the place. Absolutely. People are running around all over the place, getting things sorted, obviously from uh, the trainings at Adelaide Oval last night for both Glenelg and Sturr, um, and then obviously trying to get organised for this weekend. So there's people running around like crazy getting organised, um, which is exciting to see because um, this time of year, if you're working in footy, if you're not excited and not loving it, um, you shouldn't be working in the game. Before we let you go, Dolds, we know that um, there's been a huge effort on fan engagement and match day entertainment this year um, in every round, but this is the culmination of it all, not just with the finals, but with the grand final. And it's been uh, it's been the best season I've been a part of 
myself just as as a fan, but also um, to chat to men's each week and to to learn about the players, the, the staff and the community which makes up local football because they've, they've constantly done it tough, but far out they produce some amazing connection back into the community. So well done and enjoy hopefully presenting the cup this weekend with your name on it. Before we let him go, can we get a tip from you? Oh, no. You don't have to be who oh, you're no. barracking for, but do you have – Do you, if you had to go right now, I think this team might win. Um uh, good crowd, good game of footy. <laughs> plenty of people. Well, Glenelg have been the best team all yep. year. Um, I'll take that as a tip. have been pretty close behind. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's going to be. If we can get something like last year, um, I that think would be incredible. Pretty happy. Yeah, Matt Doldig, thanks so much for your time on The Sample Show. Appreciate it. On SENSA, welcome to The Sample Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the Host Plus Sample League. It's been a big show. It's been a big year. Dan Menzel... Myself, Jared Walsh, and Studio Luma here. Fierce rivalries, nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Men's, we've got a couple of minutes to go this season in the Sandful Show. Who wins the grand final and why? Yeah, look, it's been a massive year for both of these clubs. Uh, look, I, I think the, the Double Blues, having made all four grand finals, you hope they don't lose all four, but... I do like Glenelg in this matchup. I think the last time these two teams played, they won by 105 points. Now, again, it's probably not going to be that game, but it gives you such confidence coming off that result. We spoke with both the coaches. They mentioned the midfield battle between Lewis, Battersby and Dakin, but I really like Glenelg's mids as well. They bat so deep with Allen's, uh, Allen, Lyons, Snook, Turner, Partington. There's so many of them. But for mine, it's the firepower in Glenelg's forward line that we saw it against the Crows a fortnight ago. They kept them pretty quiet for a half and then... McBean comes out and Hosey comes out and just blows the game wide open. I think it's going to be massive. I think they're set up pretty well down back as well, Glenelg with Pink and with Proud down there. So Glenelg for mine. However, if Sturt can keep doing what they're doing in the midfield and win that battle, then they're every chance this week. This is I, – I agree with you. This is what I'm concerned about. Um, I think from from listening to Marty Matner and Darren Reeves, they've both had brutal weeks. Uh, Marty in a, a game against Adelaide and um, the Glenelg team in training. I think the first half is going to be quite ugly. And that's the way that Marty Matner's like to play football in the final series. They basically choked Adelaide into submission on the weekend. But as you said – that might last for a half, and then if they can't sustain it, then there's a chance that the forward line of Glenelg will just kick away, and it could be a really good day for the Bays. Yeah, I think it's a great point that the first half might be really contested and tight, and and not as high a scoring game, which again makes sense with Sturt and the way they're playing. But four games in four weeks, they potentially won't be as fresh as Glenelg and will, won't run out the game as well. But the other thing too is, and Lockie Hosey mentioned this a few weeks ago, this year their defense has been as good as anyone's in the competition, mm. Glenelg. So it's not. Like like they can score, but they can't stop scores. So they should be defensively set as well, which you mentioned the first half might be really tight and a tussle, but I think as the game opens up, then that will play into Glenelg's favour. We can't encourage you enough to get to Adelaide Oval. It starts early days uh, on the Sunday in the 17s. Futures will be playing where you get to have a look at the next generation of footy players that, that want to get drafted over the next couple of years, then the reserves. So I think the good thing about having um, a doubleheader of um, Sturt and Glenelg is that you're going to get the majority of supporters there for both games. But I feel like we can attract a lot more people to Adelaide Oval this weekend. 28 degrees. There's so much entertainment before, during and after the game. I'd like to see 40,000 there. I don't know if I'm being ambitious, but I don't think there's any reason not to go and support local footy this weekend. Agree completely. With Adelaide and Port Adelaide out of the AFL finals, get along to the Sanford Grand Final. I went to the game last year and the North Adelaide game, even as an impartial supporter, was incredible. The atmosphere was
was incredible. And so absolutely get along, take the family. It's going to be an incredible day, great weather. And Sample Grand Finals, they are memorable days. And I will speak to you, Mins, um, after you are a father, which is incredible. Um, this has been uh, such an enjoyment working with you this year, mate, because not only you're a, a great person to get some footy intel and intellect out of, and I'm sorry that I retired you halfway through the year. <laughs> um, I feel really responsible for that. Um, but also, um, it's been amazing just to talk local footy and talk about life with you. So thank you for joining me in Studio Lumo. No, thanks, Walshie. I've uh, Right back at you, I've loved this season. I've loved chatting about the sample, but again, delving into everything else. Um, you mentioned my retirement halfway through the season. Thank you for that. I uh, <laughs> got to experience some country footy and you asked me about um, bringing you something back. I, I didn't get you something from the country footy, but I have got you a hat. I know how much you love your hats. I've got one of my MTMF hats here. That's the amazing. Is that color. for me? That is for you. So I appreciate you, everything you've done this year with me on the sample show and everything else has been so enjoyable. Oh, thank you, Mens. I've got you um, uh, tickets to the Host Plus Sandfall League Grand Final yes. this weekend. This is amazing. And you've managed to get a plug for your business um, on the Sandful show as well. But I love this, mate. Thank you. Give me one word, tip, and who walks away with the best on ground for the Grand Final? Glenelg Matt Allen wins it. Oh, I would like to say... Um, it's a draw because I, I want to be impartial, but I think Glenelg will win. But I think the second half domination from Liam McBean Huge. might see him walk away cool. with BOG. But you know what? Football wins, doesn't it? It does. And make sure you get down there on the weekends. 2.30, the grand final kicks off between Glenelg and Sturt. What a season it's been for the sample this year. And we'll see who takes away the premiership at about five o'clock on Sunday. Thanks, man. See you later.